everybody, welcome back to Mediums in Action with me, Martin Lick Wilson, and my good friend and expert medium, Ian Doherty. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing, Ian? How are you keeping? I am say I'm fine. I feel very, very positive. I had a nice uh, uh, meditation earlier, uh, earlier this morning, about half past seven, just set me up for the uh, day. So I think looking good, you know. What about yourself, Martin? Yeah, same here. I'm still doing yoga and meditation as always. What I found with yoga is I, I do it not just because of the fitness, but also as a part of kind of a metaphysical practice, I want to say. I, I do find it kind of helps me connect almost with energy as well, strangely. Yeah. Yeah. So sort of yoga at the moment is very much, it, they're turning it into Pilates, certainly in the West. is It's, it's you know it's fast it's they're doing hot yoga now which is where you're in a very hot room and you're sweating and you're doing all these positions very very quickly yes there is some speed to yoga especially in certain uh, asanas or, or series of positions but what i found is certainly and it might be my mediumship and magical training is that when i do yoga that there is an energy I can feel the energy flowing and yeah and maybe you want to call it uh, the Chinese call it the chi mm-hmm. what we call it any in spiritualism you'd say it's your energy it's, yeah but I certainly feel that it's certainly doing something I can, I can feel the energy building and moving around me and it's uh, it, it's interesting as well because as I explore more into tantra and ignore all the stuff when you ever you say tantra to everybody their face sort of drops and thinks oh my god he's joined some sort of weird sex <laughs> yeah. cult or something but no 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 tantra is not like that really at all it's it's a very very ancient and old uh, tradition uh, in india and when you look at that it is about there's a lot of similarities between how they connect to the universal consciousness which is uh, shiva yeah. And that and Shiva is a very slow moving consciousness that creates and destroys worlds and that sort of thing. And, and, and obviously it's a description of how the universe came together. Well, yeah, it is. And then there's this fast moving energy which connects you to uh, to uh, Shiva. And that's Shakti, the female. The female is actually more active, more proactive. So. When you've heard of Kundalini and everybody says it sits at the base of the spine and it just sits there, it doesn't. It's constantly moving. Um, again, the West is as misinterpreted old texts. But Kundalini sounds very similar to when I talk to somebody like yourself, Ian, or you know, my sort of when I connect to spirit sounds yeah. very, very similar to the tantric where you are connecting through your third eye and that connects to the universe and it's it's raising your internal energy through breath uh, through breath work so kundalini in ancient texts sits around the belly sort of area it doesn't really sit it's constantly moving with every breath in and out it moves up and it shoots forward into the consciousness so because we are all consciousness looking yeah. at ourselves so we're all the universe looking at ourselves so the consciousness is you know self-aware so it's interesting because I am seeing, you know, we're looking at texts that have origins from sort of 4,000 years ago, RG Vida, which are very, very similar to sort of spiritualist texts. I certainly don't feel that, let's say, the Fox sisters or anybody like that had any idea of what the RG Vida was or uh, no, any. Definitely th- not. Um, so it's interesting that there's that theme running through and, and that ins- that sort of intrigues me as well. And, and we've 
talked before about ancient wisdom and how it's almost as if through human humanity that there has been this overall pervading wisdom guiding mankind it could have done with guiding people over this last couple of years with some of the decisions definitely that that we've all made um you know the world seems very very strange at the moment but i I certainly feel that it's a part of a learning process of humanity and we'll go forward and and i certainly feel and i think we in fact we both said this that we certainly feel in this next two three years there'll be a big change towards spiritualism or spirituality yeah and science like we've never seen before yeah i that i uh, i just feel it's uh, very much leaping leaping forward whether it's from fighting climate change you know and uh, bringing the world to uh, world to together uh, then uh, i just get the sense it is it's a, a, a it's awakening of consciousness and it's also awakening of compassion i, I mm-hmm. think for too too long we have been consumers and yes we've all done it we've all ordered from amazon we've all ordered from various places we've all ordered stuff and then never used it or bought a piece of clothing and thought oh actually you know and now we have to say okay where's this come from where's this being made i have in front of me i have a, a mouse that controls my laptop how's that being made where's that being found from how's that being created what effect does that have on the environment and also what effect does that have on uh, the human who made that, the person who made that. Yeah, the, definitely. The, uh, I, I saw a fantastic documentary the other day called The True Cost. And in The True Cost, it was showing how a lot of major brands are using India's resources, Indian Bangladesh's resources. And these people are literally sat in chemicals, in a particular ke- chemical called chromium. And it's used to soften leather so they can make shoes and it's pumped into the rivers, the land is poisoned, the animals are poisoned, and very, very sadly is the children and the adults in that area are, are all poisoned as well. So they have all these defects, and it's it's terrible. And all, this, all this just so we can have a pair of Nike trainers or, or whatever yeah. brand. I think the West has kind of got away with it in that we consume without actually thinking what the cost is the real cost is yeah i know um i think uh really with the with the advancement in science for instance you know they can can now clone meat you know so there's the net there's less necessity to kill animals um and then when you're looking at it you know they can do uh 3d printing that can make uh bones it can make replicas of hearts it can do all sorts so we have the uh you know the capability in science certainly as it leaps uh, forward driven by the uh, medical world i do feel whereby surely we can we can make clothes we can we can synthesize them and and again hopefully that takes away the uh, true cost you know helps the helps the land to heal you know and gives us gives us the opportunity worldwide uh, to uh, you know to work to work together as you said compassion empathy the global consciousness yeah, absolutely we talk about a global consciousness but many of us don't think of the uh, global cost for any in how we consume no. and no, um, granted but it's it's about awakening it's about whatever your beliefs in whether there is a climate change or climate breakdown um or whether what whatever your beliefs you you still have to look around i think and 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 at least have compassion and empathy towards other people yeah yeah definitely
So it's been a really good couple of months uh, with our course, and yes. I know we talk about it, everybody who's listening, but again, it's great. We're, we're being inspired by our students. We have 127 now. 127 yeah. in, uh, I think, 15 or 16 countries. 15, yeah, 15. Yeah, 15 countries. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you, everybody who's yeah, uh, taking, Thank you. T- taking part. We both expected that not only would we be challenging our pupils, but also our pupils would be challenging us. And that is happening. We're getting feedback from people who have joined our Facebook forum. It's a private forum for anybody who signs up to our course. We've done it private so that people can ask questions without feeling embarrassed or or worried about what the reaction will be. And a lot of the questions that have come over the last uh, two months, there's an underlying theme. So we want to talk today about understanding what is spirit and what isn't spirit, especially when you start out uh, as a medium. And and I think let's start right at the beginning. I, I know Ian, you had experiences as a child. Yeah. Then later in life, you decided to obviously uh, do training. Did you? You went to Arthur Findlay, did you? Uh, was it Arthur? No, I, I I've visited there, but my uh, sort of tutoring was in my local religious church, and I'm and I'm ever thankful for the uh, teachers that give me a negative as well as a positive outcome you know because it comes from it comes from there tutors of people i'm not having a i'm not having a go at them but it sort of gives me a more of a sort of a balanced thing and and i'm particularly meeting meeting you uh, in the paranormal side you know you open my eyes to a to a lot of things and uh, particularly an introduction to science you know so you know there's many people in my life who've had it who've added rather to my spiritual development but it all started um, when I when I walked through the doors of my local spacious church, and I've just really not uh, not looked back. As if I I went there, there was a demonstration of psychic art, and and this gentleman drew drew this face, and I thought I know that, and he say he points to me, I want to come to you here. This is this is your I'm getting the name Jack, and he was my step granddad, and we always called him Uncle Jack, uh, and he was a, I thought to myself I'm looking at a at a photograph here. It was very very well well very well done. And the first thing that this gentleman said was, he's telling me to ask you what took you so long, you know. And I was, but I've been always thinking about going there and the, it was about the timing really. So uh, it opened a lot of doors and it and it, re, it helped to, to understand the feelings I was, uh, I was, I was getting where from spirit. And that was a, a big sort of opening really. What kind of feelings were, were you having? Because I think this is one thing that we need to talk talk to yeah. our listeners about because yeah I, I think we both I think most mediums have the similar experiences so rather than repeat what I was having I you if you can tell us when you started to go to the mediumship the spiritualist church what sensations were you getting from spirit at that very beginning if you can remember it was like walking in looking into a room and the lights being turned up um and you're thinking oh my goodness but I was seeing people and I thought uh, this is this is very 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 full place and I didn't realize you know fully that I was seeing but it stood behind the medium who was who was who was talking the your feelings it's the to put it in a in a roundabout way it says I always reference it to you can read a book you know it's just plain text there's no pictures and it seems flat you know the uh, maybe maybe the author is too documentary style or too 
too sort of laboured and difficult language and you put the book down. And when I when I went into the Spacious Church, it was like having the having the same book. There was there was pictures, there was pop up, there was music, there was multi multimedia. And that is what mediumship is. It's multifacets. You hear, you feel, you see, you know. So I think that's a good term. I will think I'll use that, you know. Um but it is, it's it's sort of everything was just living it was it was alive the feelings were oh i could uh, honestly i could have gone home without touching the floor and i was i was i was on a high but it was the realization that you know prior to it i tend particularly as a year child i tended to hide away from it i was uh, scared i didn't know what it uh, what it was you know coming to the your church and i and i still you know in my uh, teachings of many people i always try to push forward it's about the feelings and i don't mean just the feelings in a which emotional sense but it's it's just everything just seems lighter it seems brighter it seems more colorful but you are seeing with your mediumistic abilities which which overlap the physical senses so you might, for instance, see a spirit person walking around the room as if that person was there seen through the physical eye. So it sort of overlaps and enhances our everyday normal senses. And I never take that feeling for granted when I'm talking to somebody or I'm, or I'm doing a reading for a, for a person. The feelings come and that is how I that is how I know spirits are very, very much there. Everything is enhanced. All the physical senses you're thinking, wow. When you start, kind of, suppose it's admitting to yourself that you are yeah, you, yeah. you are now uh, a medium that your awareness uh, increases. So when your awareness increases, you do start being aware of. Uh, you do start seeing figures. You st- and and that's something that happened with me where I I start seeing figures where I, I used to walk around and I, I used to I remember very very clearly when I was very young that I must have been about 16 or 17. I'd already been to spiritualist churches and I'd got to that age where in the teenage, uh, as a teenager, I was kind of not believing. So I was kind of, yeah, you know, it's old people. I don't need to hang around old people or something. And I remember dropping off uh, my girlfriend. I used to drop her off not outside the house because (laughs) dad was a a bit of a tyrant. So I used to drop her off at the crossroads and and watch her walk, walk home. And as I turned around, there was this old man walking towards me. And as I tried to get out of his way, he kind of stood in my way. And I thought, what's he doing, this guy? And I thought, I'm going to bump into him. And then he walked through me. I turned around. He was still walking on. And I thought, was that a ghost? Was that? A sp-? And then I saw him again. And this time he was stood there and he was talking. It was like saying, hello, Martin. And, I, and to me, it was like. Why is that ghost talking to me? Because I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't yeah. know it. But, but that—that's what happened with me at the beginning. There, there was, there was, as you said, there was figures. There was, there was. Sometimes you might see a figure, or, you know, some sort of movement. And then also you, you, you might hear voices as well. You might, you might hear somebody say, say something or a weird statement, or, and it's very, very. It's not like it's in your mind. It's very, very clear, and it, yeah. and it could almost be somebody whispering in your ear, couldn't it? It's, it could be, yes. And I think certainly our perspective to get people to be more open towards spirit is we we have a very it's very linked with meditation. When you meditate, and I, and I teach meditation for mindfulness as well, which it, and the people who come to, along to these uh, these courses. Um, or, or these days when I teach them they're not there to open up spiritually 
Now, admittedly, some of them I do feel could be psychic or or mediumistic. But when they're there, it's interesting what effects they have, because they're certainly not expecting any spiritual uh, aspects to come through. But when you start first meditating, these are some of the things you need to watch out for. And certainly I don't feel that they're driven by spirit. And I think you'll agree as well. Ian. Yeah, definitely. Is, is when you when you first thing you do is when when you relax into meditation and certainly on our course is the awareness of your body switches on so you are aware of everything and you should be aware of your breath you should be able to feel that your tummy is moving in and out with your breath you might be able to feel hairs in your nose you might be able to feel cold you'll be more sensitive you'll be able to tell where the cold window is and and, and you're aware of that and some things some usually what people report is uh, pins and needles uh, on top of their head or it almost feels like their hair is being moved or standing on end or that kind of effect and and again and and you probably know the science behind this but it is your body kind of being aware and, and probably becoming very hypersensitive around your head so it, would you say yeah, that's right yeah it is i mean bearing, uh, bearing in mind you are you are sat still if there's a bit of a your draft then the hairs on the back of your neck the top of your head um you know even on the even on the arms will uh, you know the uh, the follicles will start rising in order to trap air you know to make you warmer it doesn't so much uh, i don't feel it would happen so much if it, if the place was warm you know you uh, yeah. you would tend to just relax so that is one answer it is it's a heightened what you call it uh, a heightened awareness where the brain is thinking uh, am i in danger am i in danger you ha- you know you're hearing more and you're thinking damn my house is noisy you know you hear the creaks the groans the cat going up and down but uh whatever because your brain is naturally thinking am i in danger what is happening so that is that is part of it certainly when i'm doing when i'm teaching mindfulness and and i'll i'll say to people go to the middle of your town center or whatever and just sit quietly and try meditating because if you can meditate in all that and remove all of that that's happening around you and not be bothered then you know, you, you really do feel a sense of peace. And I, I remember about two years ago, and, and I wrote about this in a blog, that I went outside. It was a lovely sunny day, very, very quiet. And I decided I'll do some meditation in the garden. So I sat there. As soon as I sat there, there was a bin truck uh, started coming around. <laughs> I could hear the bin truck. And I could hear it. Then I heard this car come down the road. Boom, 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 boom. Music banging around. He stopped, slammed on the brakes. What the f are you doing? Move your bit, move your truck. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Forget that. Keep meditating. Relax. Keep breathing. Honestly, I had two RAF jets fly over. <laughs> I had uh, everything within 20 minutes because it was just a 20 minute session. I set my iPhone to alarm in 20 minutes. And it went through everything all the way through. And I thought that was a real lesson, that whether that was driven by spirit or whatever, yeah, or just yeah. coincidence. It was just interesting. And that's what I would say is, is when you start meditating, there are going to be effects that happen that you're not aware of because you've never experienced them before. And and certainly and in fact, we've talked about this before in, in that when you start doing something that you've never experienced before you do have very strange effects and and certainly there's there's almost a demographic really of people who become mediums and usually it's people who suddenly get that quiet time in their lives or or they're able to dedicate some quiet time and then suddenly they're aware of messages coming from spirit and it can be 
messages can come in all sorts of uh, ways and means and and it's interesting on the forum people talked about some people get songs coming through um, that people hear a song title or something like that and I think that's a really nice way of spirit communicating because spirit uses our mind to communicate with us so the best way to do that is to connect you to something that you readily recognize i think that's why certain people have songs would you agree with me in yeah that definitely um uh spirit will utilize what you you know um for instance i'm a uh, i'm a, a trained analyst so my uh, my guide you know spirit when i'm talking there are more apt to give uh birth dates uh names dates uh and all of that that could be put over as being data you know rather than just the i love yous you know which are very important when you're conveying a message but it's the facts and figures because i'm a trained analyst i'm i'm used to looking out for them they will utilize the functioning of your mind in order to better utilize a uh, convey message you know that is why why you have people who are very sympathetic uh, no sympathetic is the wrong word you know empathetic, empathetic. that's the one yes thank yeah. you i'm just checking you listening um, <laughs> and then you're and then you're looking at you know people who've been through through the mill and have that uh, empathy the compassion will normally come over with more of a clear sentence which is the feeling and they will convey oh this person loves you so much and you know and that is why i do feel that when you're going to see your see your medium then trust that you're guided to the right one and um, depending on what you want because mm. um i do feel facts and figures whilst it's almost standing standing back still get the feelings emotions but i'm a very very descriptive person i uh, i will see spirit very very clearly and and again that is the faculty of me i've always learned through seeing you know if i see somebody do it i'm more able to do it you know rather than having oh can you do this 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 i don't take it on board if you show me then i get on with it why i use youtube and all that to you know how to change a tap i see it happening i'm more able to do it so my uh, functionality is visual with data so i see and i get a lot of information a hell of a lot there's another point here as well is one of our students um, gave a message to somebody and she described a umbrella and yes. uh, uh, as being an important part and described it the woman uh, could definitely knew what it was in related to it was correct it, it was it was right the message was right but when the pupil actually saw what the umbrella looked like it wasn't like what she envisaged or what was being told by the media uh, by uh, the spirit now from my perspective the reason why she could not see that umbrella exactly was because she wasn't delivering a psychic message she was delivering a message from spirit and the best way that spirit could show her was by showing her something that she would recognize because the importance here was the umbrella yeah not the description that maybe it was pink with yellow flowers or anything like mm. that what was important was that the uh, spirit in question wanted to convey an umbrella with this particular curve a particular curve on the handle yeah that was the important section exactly so therefore there was an absolutely no need to really go to town on the description of an umbrella no and, no that's it yeah and, there wouldn't be need would they and if anything what that proves to me is the pupil in question wasn't giving a psychic reading and, and psychic is no is not frowned upon or anything it just means that she wasn't given a psychic reading she wasn't reading the querent's uh, mind she was actually giving a direct 
message from spirit and and how spirit works with your mind is that it actually works with your experiences what yeah. you will recognize to deliver the message Definitely. so so don't be upset if things are slightly different and and I'm, i always remember you telling me that if there was a woman of a certain age when you was uh, when spirit was giving you a reading you'd often see nora batty's uh, who's a a character in a television show yeah. with her stockings she's a very old character with the stockings and you'd see the stockings yeah it was uh, it, yeah it was if people had bad if people had bad legs and they weren't able to get either not able to be walk or there was problems i'd just be shown uh, nora batty tight which i learned was a shortcut for saying a person had bad legs Absolutely, and that, that's how spirit was working with you. It needed yeah. to get, it needs to get the message across. And how it does that is it selects various aspects of your own experiences. And as Ian was saying, he's analytical, so they say right, okay, they know that they can work with him by showing him the same imagery over and over again to mean a particular thing. So the yeah. communications built up, the trust between spirit and Ian has built up in such a way that they can show him the same imagery and know what response they'll get back from yeah. him when the, yeah so it's it's like teaching an old dog tricks and <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's all right so the the pupil was absolutely bang on and i know the people afterwards said well why didn't you get it right when is it that wasn't the important the importance when you broke down what the reading was actually about was the actual curvature of the handle and that had the importance and it was a beautiful reading yeah absolutely beautiful and yeah, it proved beyond it a is. doubt that it was mediumship as many people do when they uh, when they uh, first start uh, working as a medium they uh, they uh, get a lot of imagery you know like i say they might see a car wheel they might see a car uh, they might like i say see the per see the image of of an elderly person whatever but i do feel here please you know some of it is what is what is termed as shortcuts you know a very good thing to say there is the Norabati type shortcut for saying this person had bad had bad legs without going into saying it was joint arthritis, it was varicose veins, it was loop, whatever. You know, they can just say the person had bad legs and that suffices, you know, and then they'd be then there'd be more information given with it. But um shortcut, a another one, whenever I heard a uh, heard a certain name, which used to be the uh, woman who was my mum's neighbour when I was growing up, if ever I heard that name being mentioned, the person who I was talking to, the spirit person who was talking to me to talk to them, would would have been their next door neighbour. And that's and that's another link, you know, mm. and it's called shortcuts. And and also as well is I, I know if I see a red post box mm. with a letter being put in, I know that that person's going to get some news. And often I'll I'll know that there'll be a sensation or feeling that comes with that news when that when that person is posting that letter. And yeah. I'll know if it's going to be something that's going to be potentially upsetting or potentially good news yeah, and yeah. Uh, so i know when i see a red post box oh there's news coming and and that's coming through one thing that we need to talk about as well that's very important what is spirit and what is us certainly again uh, when i teach uh, mindfulness yeah. uh, i will have people saying to me when i close my eyes i keep remembering my mum uh, who's passed or i keep thinking about the food or i see a shopping list or I see this or I see that one thing you do is whenever you quieten your mind, whether you're you're walking into a haunted house or whether you are uh, sitting down with a friend and you relax and you stop thinking or whether you're meditating and you stop thinking, 
your mind has to keep ticking over. And the way it does this is by firing hundreds of memories at you. It does, yeah. Uh, uh, I know one, again, one of our pupils raised a very valid question about that. While she was meditating, she kept hearing her cousin's name. And obviously, that could have caused some concern. But I think, again, it was because the pupil was uh, relatively new to meditation, wasn't aware. And there's a feeling, isn't there, when you yeah, get a spirit message and when you get just a brain, let's call it a brain flash, like a brain yeah. impulse, I yeah. want to say. But there's a very different feeling, isn't there? I mean, how does it feel for you when you well, get the mediumship side? Yeah, it is very, very different. It's it's even more. There's a lot more difference between your guide and a loved one of the person you're talking to in spirit. Now, your guide is somebody who is very, very uh, conversant with the way that things work. They would know how you work, how your brain works, how your mind works, rather. And they are able to facilitate that uh, comms between your, uh, you know, a person's loved one, a friend and the person you are talking to. So your guide energy is really is absolutely strong, you know, so thoughts like likely to come in and sound loud, you know. Now, when you first start your thoughts, bearing in mind, they're utilizing your your brain and your consciousness. So when they first start talking, it sounds just like your own thought. You know, if you if you say, for instance, to yourself in your mind, oh, I'm going to go to the bank or I'm going to go to the shop and get some thanks, then that is how spirit will spirit will sound the same tone what uh, what is different and what starts off and it it kindles the uh, the uh, process is the loud thoughts that you're thinking why am i why am i thinking about basketball or what am i thinking about so and so because you're because your guide's talking and you have in a subconscious way noted there is a difference you're reacting to it so it's a subconscious element whereas if you say things in your in in your own mind it's consciously doing it so it's a subconscious element and that's the way that um, that the thought waves are given in, are coming in, coming into the uh, into the your brain. Rather, in it's a subjective, yeah, it's a subjective experience. Now, what you need to be noting at because there is a very marked difference in the feelings. Bearing in mind, emotions are being put over with it as well, and you will you will notice. And bear in mind. As you develop in an evidential process, you need to note the diction the, uh, of the uh, words. Are they saying same words that you don't know? Bend in, bend in mind of what sort of dialect. If, like like me, you're from Wales, and then you suddenly have thought patterns of we I man. You know, you're thinking why uh, that that was supposed to be Geordie, by the way. Then you might thinking I'm saying things that I that I uh, that I you uh, know are from the Geordie dialect or from the Birmingham or or Liverpool or London. And one thing to note with note with your guide, a very marked difference in the in the sentence structure. My guide William, who is very much scientifically based, will use these extraordinary large words. Where in the past I've had to go and check up what the hell they mean. I so I can say that is not my because I don't understand the word. Also, now, you know, I'd just like to interject as well. Of course. Also, when you, we, we published Ian's first book, Ian's actually written a fantastic book. It's definitely well worth checking out. It's called Teachers uh, Teachings from William. I had to proofread that book, which was incredibly hard. It was probably the hardest book I had to proofread yeah, because sorry. Ian was, I could tell when Ian was writing because it sounded very much like him. And then suddenly 
it was almost as if somebody had pushed him off the keyboard and started writing from a very scientific perspective and also in a grammatic style that was very, very Victorian. The words that we used and pulled together weren't the typical words that I would see Ian uh, place in a grammatic context. Yeah. So they were very, very different. And while trying to get the consistency through the book, there would be these swathes where I could see where Ian was offering uh, an introduction and talking about a particular aspect. And then suddenly the next paragraph, it was like William had taken over and <laughs> Trying to get the consistency through a book was very, very hard. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry about that, mate. It's not your fault. It's Williams. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. And uh, when you start off, I, I know people say, well, how do I know it's not it's not my imagination? But have you prompted that thought? Is that thought that's come to yeah, you? Exactly. Is it come to you for a particular reason? Have you have you been listening to that song? Do you know, have you been in a car full of uh the radio playing and you've not been listening and then suddenly you realize okay i can discredit that one but if you get song titles and you're thinking well why am i hearing this what what's that coming through or why is my thoughts telling me this and it feels different and it's and it seems different that's when you know you're getting your spirit connection yeah. and certainly when it's your spirit guide you will hear it more familiar so it it's almost like you've got a second uh, you've got another friend with you yeah. um putting you straight as you're talking or as you're doing something they could be they could tell you oh do, do you know there's something here do you know that, that there's an energy here or there's some oh you need to call your mum or you need to do this you can tell when it's not your thought pattern and actually it's your guide giving you a little push to do something yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, when it's when it's in your quiet moments, you're doing a med meditation, then the words from spirit are concerned with you. So it'll be things about you or you're getting a phone call about work later, things, things like so. When you're in company of people, then the the information coming will be to do with with one or multiple of, you know, um, if you're going, say, to a, a venue or whatever, you might get it. You might get little bits of inf little bits of snippets about going there and you will certainly get little bits of a sort of info about the road ahead. Slow, uh, slow down as a car in the road. You you slow down as a car coming around the opposite side of the road around a blind bend, you know, so, so, so they do look after you that way. But, Sorry, I, I think also as well is it's not just about uh, danger as well it's not it, because I, I i remember driving down back to sheffield and i can take two roads i can take the a1 or i can take the m1 and spirit clearly said take the a1 now i hate driving on the a1 because it's only a two two lane yeah uh, road yeah, and, and if there's any lorries it, it, you, you can be stuck behind them so i hate driving on them so i thought i'll go the m1 i'll go the m1 way and I was stuck in traffic for three hours uh, and uh, so, and I was late. So it, it's just and it was clearly, clearly my sat nav was saying go A1. <laughs> um, and and I'm thinking, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go in one. I hate driving on the air. And spirit clearly said, my guide said, go A1. And I didn't. And I went yeah. and 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 I ended up, as I say, I think it was about three hours stuck in traffic. Uh, so I so now it, I I do listen and 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 it does work. It's it's interesting actually how it works. And and I think not only is it, it your spirit guide is also a connection to the consciousness. Yeah. And I think certainly my spirit guide 
it, it wasn't operating as a sat nav, but it knew in the consciousness that people were, you know, that it was important that I needed to yeah. get down to Sheffield. Yeah. It wanted me to get down there as soon as I can without being stress, uh, stressed out. So it knew in the consciousness that people were gathering up on the M1 and that I was going to be stuck. So it, it wasn't predicting the future. It just knew that the consciousness yeah. was collecting there and said, yes. go A1. And, and I didn't yeah. listen. So <laughs> no, 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 you're right. I mean, there's there's times where I've been out either to do a demo or to do a paranormal thing, and they, and it's very much a case of leave early. I think, oh, all right, then I leave early anyway. But I thought, all right, there, you know, there must be traffic build up, so I yeah, I uh, check my route, found out there is, and I go and I uh, go a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And when I used to run a ghost hunting company, I always remember very very clearly it, it was going to Dudley going to Dudley Castle that night, and it got to about three o'clock about. Uh, about half an hour before I was due to set off, and Spirit said, f- phone Dudley Castle. I'm thinking, so I went online, Dudley Castle, nothing. No, 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 couldn't find nothing, I thought. And it phoned Dudley Castle, I thought. And, and then I got the I got the feeling, it wasn't the word, but I got the feeling I wasn't going to Dudley Castle, I thought. Mm. I need to phone Dudley Castle. So I phoned up Dudley Castle. And unfortunately, there was a massive protest outside Dudley Castle Gates. The cooking staff couldn't get in because the the people wouldn't move. The cooking staff couldn't get in. Nobody could get in. And the event was cancelled. And luckily, I was able to phone people around and tell them that the event was cancelled because of the, the protest. The interesting thing is, is if, I, if I'd have ignored that, I would have driven all the way down to Dudley. Mm-hmm. There would have been all that protest. I wouldn't have been able to phone everybody everybody would have turned up so not only would i have been affected but also you know the 30 odd other people that were attending as well so no no granted so so yeah i mean little things like that happen and and you'd and some people say oh it's your intuition but i'm it's not my intuition that anything was going to happen on dudley it was confirmed early in the week numbers were given i knew exactly who was attending Mm. i had no inclination at all to phone dudley on saturday not only that, Dudley Castle uh, offices are closed on Saturday. So, again, my consciousness would be saying, don't phone Dudley Castle because they're closed. Luckily, I phoned the kitchen and, and found out exactly what was happening. Uh, yeah. the, man- the manager was there, but none of the staff could get in or out uh, mm-hmm. because of this massive protest. Yeah. No, it, it's uh, um, I think on, you know, when 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 people want to know, is it me or, or is it them? It's those such as those instances that prove it has to be them because otherwise there would be no there'd be no prior prior knowledge you know uh you wouldn't you know you wouldn't know oh by the way there's unless you're one of those people who um who check the map who check the traffic you know three hours before they're going to travel just uh, just uh, just in just in case but normally you wouldn't you just wouldn't you just wouldn't know um telling you oh, go this way or go that way and say it saves a lot of hassle doesn't it a lot of uh, frustration you know yeah absolutely and I, I mean little things were i remember litchfield guild hall a fantastic place just as i was leaving um, my guide said to me take the planchette now planchette's a triangle kind of automatic writing tool you place your fingers on it uh, and and it writes i mean obviously and you know this <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. And, and i thought well i never take it i never and i've got one and it's an antique one and i thought well why am i taking this and i got there and there was one woman she was in her late 70s she used to be very much in the mediumship scene she said to me, she said, I would really love to do a planchette tonight. I bet you don't do those, do you? <laughs> I said, well, it's interesting that actually. 
and we did a planchette. It just made a night. Obviously, I think it was Spirit saying thank you to her because she got a yeah. wonderful message from it as well. Oh, nice. Uh, I think it's about mediumship and especially the early parts is about I think keeping a diary is very, very important and yeah. that's good for your confidence. Um, so if you do get successes, write those down. If you do get reoccurring messages, write those down. So you do understand how spirit's building up a rapport, how your spirit guide's building up a rapport with you. If you're in meditation and you are getting bombarded with imagery and things like that, just pull yourself out of the meditation, restart and and I think that will be the best thing because it sounds to me that if anybody is um, is getting bombarded, they're just thinking too much. Yeah. They need to really start calming themselves down and and then even say in your mind, right, spirit, show me something, you know, talk to spirit uh, and then they'll start. But if you if you or even just say out loud, spirit, I don't, I don't want anything for the first five, ten minutes, you know, let me meditate, then at least mentally you've got that you know that spirit's not going to contact you for the first five ten minutes and that you can get yourself relaxed in meditation you can get yourself relaxed and then you can say to yourself especially if you're doing the uh, meet your guide you can ask your guide to come forward and then you can start that process but otherwise just be careful with meditation especially if you first started because you will get multiple effects that are nothing to do with uh, mediumship or spirit you know just to remember folks and focuses your own thoughts may well in time feel almost flat whereas mediumship ones you know where your guide or a loved one from world of spirit because it incorporates feelings emotions uh, everything then it feels as if it's uh, ever so light it's in full color and it's living and dancing and that uh, i always say to people pay attention to how you feel or you know how those words, those thoughts feel when they, when they when they first come to your mind, and once you realise it, you will always know when your uh, guide is there. Is your guide hitting the microphone at the moment? <laughs> no, no, no. All right, and he's I'm, just gone boing boing. No, I am sat. Uh, I would say about fourteen inches away from it, so I don't get the you know the noise that we've had in the past. It's so, doing it again now. No, I'm not. I'm nowhere near it, mate. There's something flicking the microphone. It's going boing, boing. No, 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 um, no. Really? Yeah. Honestly, I'm not. I'm nowhere near it, Martin. Honestly, I'll, I'll have to play it back to you because okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe spirits are green. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, myself and Ian, we've um, started our next course, which is for people who are interested in becoming professional ghost hunting mediums. Um, do you know? Uh, or people who just want to know more about how to. Uh, ghost hunt as a medium uh, and it's very very in-depth with uh, details about equipment about methodology and then we're working on the psychic course i think a lot of people are interested in the differences between a medium and a psychic we've covered this before in a previous podcast but what intrigued me with the pupil we talked about with the umbrella is it definitely must have been a spirit-led reading rather than psychic because i think if it was a psychic reading that's when you would have picked up aspects of the querent's mind would and probably i think you would have got the detail of the umbrella wouldn't you yeah yes yeah but um so what are you up to this week uh, ian 
Well, I'm uh, I'm doing my normal readings. Uh, I'm really pushing into my artwork, and uh, I'm I can't believe in how it's sort of panning out. And my uh, and my uh, guide told me it it would be going in a uh, in different directions. So I'm doing my psychic art in uh, in oils. I've I've done which is probably my last pastel drawing now for some time, um, and I'm focusing on the on the oils and. Uh, the water-based acrylics um, but I'm going now into uh, into mixed art media where I'm adding little bits and pieces to uh, to uh, you know drawing the background uh, in uh, with oil with oil pencils and and uh, oils building stuff in a 3d and then I'm uh, I'm going to be starting what I understand is assemblage art but uh, again both facets or all facets are spirit driven uh, my first foray into to the assembly chart, if I can pull it off, I've been shown a little bit of what it's of what is of what is wanted, and it's going to be a, a Barbie doll that's going to be painted, decorated a little bit, have angel wings on the back and pose in such a way, you know, as if sort of peering over a over a over a grave, whatever, to show you that you that even in even in death there is there is life. So if I can pull it off, it's going to be lovely. It's interesting because the assemblage art, it, it's very, very prevalent in a lot of um, traditional and African folk, uh, folk oh, magic, right. where certainly in Christianity and other religions, although God said that you, you're not meant to worship icons, certainly in Catholicism, obviously you have these massive statues that, you know, you can't touch them. You, you couldn't, you're not allowed to repaint or, or anything, mm, you know, yeah. a, an icon. You know, you couldn't get um, a Virgin Mary and, and repaint it pink or anything because that would be classed as that you're da damaging the artifact. However, yeah. if you look in a lot of the folk magic traditions or the uh, traditions of Africa, they will create the deities and then you will personalize them. You know, they are a representation of spirit. You have things like fetches or yeah. fetishes, sorry where you will have something that will protect your house and you will decorate it in a particular way. You might put, uh, I don't know, a miniature baseball cap, give him a cigar or, you know, you, you'll yeah. personalise it to connect it to you. So it, it sounds very similar in that respect, is that spirits, you know, kind of driving you to create this art that will connect with somebody. Yeah, and, I and feel so. Yeah, it's, it's very, very similar. But it's, it's nice seeing all the pupils. It and is. it's also... All the lovely feedback that everybody keeps giving to giving to us about podcasts about this podcast. Wherever you listen to us, if you can leave a review or five stars or anything, please do because it does yeah, help. Please. It, it yeah. does help us. Thank you. That's all we ask of you. And thank, thank you, you, Ian. And thank you, uh, this has been Mediums in Action. Bye.